A well-run private Facebook group is like a social CRM. There's no easier way or more direct way to stay in front of people that know, like, and trust you than right now than a Facebook group. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, this is Aaron Muchastegui, and I'm back today. I get to interview Will Penny. You guys will probably recognize his name, especially those listeners that have been around for a long time. My last interview with Will was episode 891. Something that's really crazy is it was the last episode that we aired before the world got shut down. So it aired March 13th. The conversation we had back then was very different. We focused so much on kind of Zillow five-star reviews. We're going to get into that today. Will runs a, runs a small team that does a ton of revenue up in Northeast Ohio and excited to get in today to the new thing that he's doing to generate leads and how it can help all of you. Will, thanks for coming back on. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This is one of my favorite podcasts and it's, uh, uh, I really appreciate you. So, um, yeah, so uh, really excited to get on here today because I think it'll be really helpful for realtors. One of the reasons that I listen to this podcast is I love hearing what other people are doing and what I can do to implement it into my business. So since last year, uh, a team of five, we sold 217 homes in 2020. If you would have asked me back this time last year, I would have thought we would have gone out of business, but uh, mm -hmm. the state market did great. So sold a bunch of homes last year, small team of five. I own my own brokerage, have so for 20 years. We just had our 20th anniversary actually on Febu February 5th. So um, last year, the biggest struggle we've had, most of our business is referrals. And that's the reason why I was on here last time trying to talk about social proof. We have 557 Zillow reviews. Um, but now I've been pushing more towards Google and I'm happy to talk to you about that. But I, I was just banging my head against the wall last year trying to stay in people's heads because there's just so many third parties trying to take referral fees. There's, you know, it's really hard to, we, you know, with TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and it goes on, trying, just trying to get through all of that so that our clients remember us. Um, and that's been my number one focus in my whole career is just making sure that our business is referral based because I don't want to, I don't spend a bunch of money on lead generation. Yeah. And I think, if realtors have a solid database of people who know, like, and trust them, and they, they focus on the fourth goal, which is to have them remember you, because they can know, like, and trust you, but if they don't remember you, it doesn't matter. So I was just really, really focusing on that. I started doing some research, and I found the private Facebook group. So do you want me to talk about that now? Is that okay? Well, before we get into that, the what was what was business let's catch everybody up on kind of what we did last time and then you know covid so northeast ohio march hits everything kind of shuts down and goes slow what was business like those first few months afterward right so we picked our daughter up from ohio university on march 8th and on the way back i was talking to a buddy of mine who sells about 100 homes a year and we were basically figuring out what the heck is going to happen now can we close our deals well, our, our governor, like a lot of governors, made us essential. So we, we shut our office down, uh, let everybody work from home, and really nothing changed. 
I mean, we were allowed to show homes. We stopped doing open houses. We were very, very cautious with masks and all of that. I think April, we sold 26 houses. In fact, we did. We sold 26 houses. Yeah. In it got, it's so crazy. We had this like lull and then, and then it started going crazy. And now we're, and now, so there's hardly any inventory out there in most places. What's it like in Northeast Ohio? Same. Our median days on market last year was three days. There's about 40% of the normal inventory. We're starting to see it thaw out a little though. I mean, it, the whole inventory problem is due to COVID. You've got buyers that are working from home because of technology. You've got low interest rates that we'll never see again. And then you've got uh, people that are either working from home so they can't show their house or they've got their kids going to school from home so they can't show their house or they're just scared of COVID or they don't want the inconvenience. So I think that that to me seems like it's really pent up and the normal triggers that prompt a move are starting to outweigh their desire to just not have people in their homes. And we're starting to see a, a little bit more inventory hit compared to last year. The last couple of weeks, we've had a little bit more success in kind of getting our offers accepted. We've started to get some more de deals again. And so it feels like maybe it is, it feels like it's softening a little bit for us too, but the, uh, it, it could always be temporary. We have those different batches as they come in and out. Now, most of your business is through referrals. So would, would it be fair to say then you're going to be half listing agents, half, half, half listings, half buyers? Absolutely. We're about 55 to 60% listings and 40% to 45% buyers. Cool. So the biggest question we get lately, we've had several podcasts on this, is how to get your offer accepted when you're representing a buyer oh. um, when there's 20 offers on a deal. So since you're on both sides, you can give both perspective of that. What advice would you give somebody out there right now that's, that they're, you know, they've written offer on their 19th house now for somebody and they're like, do we just give up or what are we doing wrong to get our offer accepted? Well, obviously, that's a multifaceted question, and we deal with it every day. I mean, we had two offers over the weekend, three offers over the weekend that didn't get accepted. It, I mean, I can't encourage my buyers to not do an inspection because I just don't want the backlash later. Um, I call it the bachelor analogy, that horrible show. Like people, are, they end up fighting for the rose, and that's why those relationships never work on that show because you end up becomes about com competition to get the rose. And if people are fighting to get the house, they forget, did they really want that house? So there's only a few, I mean, escalation clauses, but everybody's doing that now. I think what really helps is having relationships with the local realtors. I mean, that's helping me because they know me, getting my buyers to work with a local lender who, who does well, and, as opposed to some of the big box places like, well, I don't want to mention any names, but the big banks, you know, they're harder to get deals closed with. So I think knowing the realtors and I mean, there's only a couple ways, take inspections out, but I just haven't been encouraging my agents to do that. If the seller provides an inspection, would you waive inspections? Because we're on our yeah, listings, I, when we get offers, we get several people that waive inspections. And so it's hard to even look I, at the other ones, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're the listing agent, it's not my problem. I mean, it's not my concern if you choose to waive your inspection. Uh, and that's a big deal because so many of these deals, back to my bachelor analogy, they once it cools off after the first stage of negotiations, well, now they've got, they get to the home inspection and now they can really decide if they wanted that rose or not. And, you know, and it seems like they asked for the world after the home inspection and we run into that problem just like, you know, tens of thousands of other realtors dealing in this market right now. So yeah, I mean, if you're the list, as the buyer agent, I'm, I'm encouraging him obviously to put down more earnest money. I'm encouraging them to 
if they're putting down a large down payment to maybe bridge the gap between a cut appraisal and the sale price is a good one. But there's only so many, it, so many buy, agents are all trying to do the same thing. So then it, the escalation clause was good for about 10 minutes. But now when you've got six escalation clauses, where do you stop? So your big thing is just is just relationships because everyone's going to be doing the escalation clause. A lot of people are going to waive inspection contingencies. You just got to make sure they know you. And I think if they get your buyer to work with a lender that other realtors know, I think that's important. Get them to another. Uh, here's one thing that I did that I actually just thought of it. And I'll, uh, we, we have done this a lot. Put a clause in the purchase agreement that says that the buyer won't ask for any repairs that cost less than $1,000. Okay. So then... The seller can look at it and go, okay, we don't think we've got any massive issues, but if we do, we can talk about it. But at least they're not going to come in here and walk away from any one thing that's under a grand. And the buyer can stomach that because no one thing under a grand is going to bankrupt them. But on a contract, you're not waiving the inspection, but you are letting the seller know that we're not going to nickel and dime you. Yeah. So if there's, a, if there's a broken toilet, if there's a broken yeah. toilet and a broken light and a broken anything, that's like eight different items. They're all under a grand. You're like, we're not going to ask for any of that. We're only, if there's a major roof or there's a major HVAC or there's a foundation issue, we'll talk. I think that's a, that's a great one. I have not heard that yet from any of the people that we've asked. Yeah. So I've done that a lot and I just didn't think of it until just now. So I'm glad I remembered, but that's actually a really good one. Yeah. I love that. I think that there's a listener out there that's going to try that this week on their next offer. If they can't waive, if so, if you're an agent out there that you're afraid to waive the inspection contingency, and we've heard a lot of people are, the that could be another option to say, hey, we're just gonna, we're gonna waive anything under a grand. If they, we'll still do our inspection, if something major comes up, you know, we're out. So very cool. So re remind us again, back to when you first started, you told us the key in getting the reviews, right? So you had yep. 500 plus Zillow reviews. So just take a minute or two, give people kind of the Cliff Notes version of how to go get those reviews, they'll know if they want to go back and listen to 891 again. The bottom line is you got to change up your process. You have to communicate often. You have to set expectations. You have to make sure that your buyers and sellers are very clear on money and dates, the two things that can destroy a relationship, money and dates. Uh, if they think they're moving on one day and it's another day, and if they think they're getting or paying a certain amount of money or need a certain amount for down payment and it's higher, then you, you've got to be very clear on that. You've got to set expectations. And I tell my clients at the beginning of the relationship, listen, my business is a referral-based business. Most realtors spend their time you know, working through leads or looking for new business. I spend my time with my existing clients, but in return, I depend on you recommending me and be, you being a cheerleader for me in the future. And as long as you, I do a good job for you, would you be willing to give me a good review at the end? So I do that at the very beginning. And they always say, sure, but there's no point asking for reviews unless you know that you did a good job. And you can't just do a good job. You've got to do a great job. And I've got a very black and white, direct drill sergeant personality, and I'm still able to do it. And I think the main thing is, is I don't, I don't make promises I can't keep. And I, I set expectations and I explain things well and I communicate often. If someone texts me, I text them back. It's not that hard. And I, and I limit texts to really benign things. I don't text offers. I don't text anything about repairs, that's a phone call. And I think a lot of the young agents, uh, like, you know, th they're afraid to use the phone. I was talking to somebody the other day and it's like a, it's a tool that you and I take for granted, but they, these younger agents are 20, maybe early thirties, they don't. So I, I'm big on communicating often, making sure I talk on the phone, explain things. I always discuss offers on the phone, not via text. 
I ask them for a referral. At the end, I call them, hey, uh, I check in periodically. Hey, am I doing okay? Or, and they laugh and make a big deal. out. I'm like, no, I just don't take anything for granted. So that's another one. I check in and I ask them, hey, we doing all right? And just to make sure everything is w- what they want, I ask them to uh, give me a review. And, I, and then I text them the link. I'm not asking for Zillow reviews anymore. Uh, we all know it's a whole other discussion on what's happening with Zillow, but I'm not going to be left on the bow of the ship when, you know, when Zillow abandons us completely and shuts down that agent finder and shuts down agent profiles, which I think I don't have anything other than my opinion, but I think that that's going to happen within 12 months. Yeah. You know, will the, a lot of time when we first talked, Zillow was a huge way you were getting business, but you've also, but I super admire the fact that you've also started to pivot as the news has changed. You're like, okay, I'm going to use whatever is available to me at the time, but I'm going to make sure I'm not tied into one thing. So the biggest thing you and I were communicating back and forth on social media about for why we wanted to get you back on here was kind of a new kind of version that you're doing on social media to try to take your sphere and improve your relationship and continue to get leads that way in a way that is less tied to like the financial ads and the financial contribution, like, you know, creating value and building that up. So why don't you tell everybody what that new system is, what your thinking is behind it, and then what you've done to continue to grow it this year. Excellent. So what I'll do first, I'm going to explain what got me to that point. So as we, you know, last year with people working from home, they're on their phones more because they don't have a boss telling them to get off of it. So a lot of people working from home are on social media more than they were. I was having, we had a uh, email newsletter that just wasn't getting read. It was going out to 2000 people and we'd get like 50 people open it. Uh, We have a snail mail newsletter. I think I get readership, but you know, who knows? We can't do client events right now. We did a pie event on Thanksgiving where people stopped by and got a pie. We ordered them in advance, but you know, that's very, it's not interacting much. We post stuff on Instagram. We post stuff on Facebook. I have a business page with 1800 fans. We get like three likes on any post. So I started doing some digging to see what the heck is going on and what I need to do next so that I can stay in front of my people. So I found out that in 2018, Mark Zuckerberg came up with Facebook Zero. What that was, they changed the algorithms on the business page so that your business posts on a business page do not show up on a personal feed. They just don't. Uh, And they only show up to about 1% of your fans on your page. So basically, it's a billboard that's facing away from the road unless you boost the posts, right? So that wasn't working. Uh, on our That's a a business page. So business page that people have... It's not hitting people. Well, no, it's a broadcast page. That's all it is. It's like a static business profile now. The only way that you can get any interaction from your fans is if you boost the post. So you got to pay 20, 30 bucks per post. And so that gets expensive. Plus, it's it's, likes don't pay bills. Relationships do, right? Likes, I don't Mm -hmm. care how many likes I get if it doesn't translate into someone wanting to use us, work with us. So On the personal page, I see a lot of realtors posting on their personal pages. They really need to be careful because there's a a lot of states have licensing laws that specifically address you promoting yourself as a licensee on your personal page without mentioning your brokerage, right? So in Ohio, for example, if you post on your personal page that you're having an open house and you don't mention that you're with ABC Realty, uh, that's a licensing law violation. So that's one reason not to do it. But the second reason is, Part of uh, that algorithm change in 2018 
they wanted to make sure that you were actually staying on the platform and they wanted you to have relationships. So he wanted to make Facebook about relationships. So he cleaned up the feed by not letting business posts float through because they want to get their own advertisers and they want you to pay for boosts on your business page. And they want you to advertise if you want to get in front of people. Uh, and then the algorithm basically said that they would determine who you have a real relationship with. So in the past, you might see a hundred, if you have a thousand friends, you might see a hundred posts in a day that became repellent. And people were actually getting off of Facebook because of it, because they'd see political posts from people they don't like, or bragging posts from people they don't like, it just enraged them and they get off the platform. So Facebook paid attention to that. And so they, they st their algorithm started determining who you have a real relationship with. So if I'm a friend of yours on Facebook, and we, inter we interact with each other, then we're going to see each other's posts. But if I've got 1,000 Facebook friends or 800 Facebook friends or 5,000, I think it's the maximum Facebook friends, if you're posting business stuff, you're only ever going to get the attention of maybe 50 of those because that's really who you have a relationship with. So anyway, what I, what I did, I started doing some research on uh, groups, private Facebook groups, because I'm a member of a couple of ultra-running groups and some real estate groups. And I thought every time I they make a, a post in that group, I'm going to see it. So I started doing some research and I realized that Facebook actually is encouraging groups. They're throwing all of their weight behind groups because they know that the average Facebook user stays on Facebook about 38 minutes. But if you're a member of a group, you're going to stay on about 28 minutes longer. So roughly an hour. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many come. They aren't gonna punish you when you grow. They're not gonna charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're gonna charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out, Rent Ready, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50. That's Rockstar50. And sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code Rockstar50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. So I started a group in November. I started inviting. I first, first what I did, I've got a team of five. I invited all of them in. I told them to invite all of their friends and family to their group who wasn't a realtor. No realtors in our group. 
I then uh, started telling them and myself included to start friend requesting clients because 60% of adults in the United States are on Facebook and about 70% of those are on Facebook daily. So I thought they're more than likely most of our clients are going to be on Facebook already. And sure enough, they were. So we send them a phrase friend request and then we invite them into the group. Okay. So now as of today, we've got about 640 members. These are 640 human beings that know, like, and trust us. And now we post there every day. I spent over a hundred hours. Um, I think I told you before, I, I go to Florida two months of the year. We go to Marco Island and I go down there just for the warmth because it's freezing cold in Ohio. But then I also make some plans. Like last year, we bought a moving truck. We started a, to loan to our clients and we started a staging company. This year, oh, and I also got a new CRM. This year, I, I wanted to work on getting that uh, Facebook group dialed in because the more I read about it and the more I researched, a, a well-run private Facebook group is like a social CRM. There's no easier way or more direct way to stay in front of people that know, like, and trust you than right now than a Facebook group because it's the platform that they're on most of the day anyway. And, and Facebook encourages groups. So if you post in the group, everyone in your, of your members is going to see it. And ours is called Penny Real Estate Friends and Family. And uh, so I spent, it, I spent dozens of hours creating and look, looking up the best way to engage with people in a group and creating content to accommodate that. And then I started posting every day. And unlike our business page posts where we get like two or three likes and maybe a reach of 16 or 30 people, the reach now is 100% on most posts, meaning that 100% or more of the people in the, me the members in the group are actually seeing our posts, meaning they stop and they look at it. They may not engage, but they'll at least see it. And it says Penny Real Estate Friends and Family. So that's, a, you know, that's an image that they see. And we're getting 30, 40, 50, 80 comments on our posts. So we've, we've turned our page, our group into a social CRM and we're or a client, like a daily client event. And we're engaging with those people every day because the content that I'm posting is so good. So if somebody has a business, so it's kind of like business right now, business pages are out, right? So they, they have that, but they're static. If someone goes to your business page, they're going to see everything, but it's not going to hit their feed unless Correct. somebody pays for an ad. Can somebody just, just, just go to Facebook and say, okay, this is a group now instead of a business page, or do they have to start from scratch? Do you have to go then go start a group page and kind of proactively reach out to all of the people that were on the business page and get them to switch over? Very good question. The answer is you have to start a group because a group is a completely different product on Facebook. Okay. Facebook, in their own words, pages are for broadcasting, groups are for conversations. So that's why I started one. So in the group, you can actually link your business page and you can invite friends from your personal page and you can invite fans from your business page. So if somebody's going to, so somebody goes and starts a group, and they call it, you know, Aaron's real estate friends and family. And it's in their area. Now they go reach out to their people. You said you're doing a ton of great content. What's the first five or six posts they should they should put in there uh, for content? Or what's the type of content you were doing that's getting everybody yeah. so excited? The quickest way to have everyone jump out of your group is to post anything about real estate, such as I just sold a house. I got six offers on this. Not to get off topic, but I we are hurting ourselves as realtors by posting how quickly homes are selling. Real sellers are starting to believe us and think they can do it on their own. Yep. We've got thing. We got listed it, got 18 offers the first day and sold it for 30 grand over. 
why do I need to pay you a commission to do if that's happening? So that's another conversation. But anyone listening to this, stop posting those kinds of posts because all you're doing is training your people to not need you. So the, I, I put a welcome post on there first. I put a cover photo of my team. And then I said, this, po this group is designed to engage with people that we know, our closest friends and family and past clients. Uh, it won't be real estate related. We're going to post uh, content around uh, recommending contractors, local things to do, the best restaurants, housing stuff. And everything I post is a question. So we do a weekly contest. I have a brain teaser once a week where we give away gift cards. I, I posted that welcome one. I have a welcome video. They have an announcement video. They allow you to do that. So everybody who comes in will hear you talking about or see you talking about the goal of the group. So example of a post would be like some of them are silly and some of them aren't. Like some of the silly ones are name a song that starts with the letter of your first name that describes you or name the last thing you did and put uh, like a boss at the end. I mean, you uh, think, would think that that would be dumb. People love it. And it doesn't matter whether you're in Los Angeles, Boston, Massachusetts, or Seattle, Washington. If you're giving them fun, interesting, and relevant content that's low threat, you're not asking for anything from them. And you're, that is what they respond to. But we don't just do that. We'll have like uh, fash, uh, housing fashion tips. Like I did one that said uh, green, uh, green kitchen cabinets are, are uh, top designers are saying green kitchen cabinets are, are back in. Uh, what do you think? Yay or nay? I think we had 70 comments to that. It's all about starting conversations and then responding to those people so that you can build bonds. They already know, like, and trust you. So you don't need to tell them you're a realtor. It's all about consistency, posting every day, five days a week, giving them good content, keeping it up because the minute you stop posting, then your group will die. So this is really the way that you're, you're just having, essentially it's the easiest way to have conversations with 600 of your past clients that are nothing else just to keep you top of mind. So when they do need someone, when they want to refer somebody, anything like that, it's just reminding them that you're there and that you're person. So it's kind of like, it's just, it's just about like keeping up with your friendships. It's going after your sphere without saying like, Hey, do you have any referrals right now? It's just reminding them that you're there. And by providing value, they, they love to interact with you more. The, so what remind us of your page again, because there's going to be some agents out there listening right now that are going to want to come see what you're doing to be able to replicate this in their own market. So how do they go find well, your, your group? They won't be able to get in it because it's a private group, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a private group. So, but I can give, I can send you some samples of the content for you to show your, uh, your, your users. The, I've spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours coming up with the right content and it's proven. I mean, we, and we do a combination of stuff, you know, around uh, home design, floor plans, home offices, and then the funny, the, you know, the funny, interesting games and stuff, you know, find like a Scrabble board, find three words in here, the first three words and post them below. I think we had 70 comments yeah. and then my just goes in and engages with them. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. And then what happens is you figure I got 640 people in there and it's only three and a half months old. We'll have a thousand people in there. Here's what's happening now that we have 600 members. We have members posting every day asking for trusted con uh, contractors every day asking 
where would you take, where can I take my young kids to go? I mean, they're using our page now as a, as a uh, community page, which is phenomenal. So when these, and every time, because Facebook loves groups, every time we post, every time someone else posts, everyone in the, every one of the members sees those posts. So they, and it says Penny Real Estate Friends and Family. So they can't forget about us. So when they get off Facebook and they go out into the real world, according to the National Association of Realtors, the average person meets three people a year who move. So if I've got 640, and this isn't the only thing we're doing. I mean, we still, I, I send out market updates via BombBomb to my past clients once a week. I've got 2,800 people in there. And we do a lot. We have client events. We're doing one this year, come hell or high water. We're doing a client event. But this group, you think about it. They're on the platform already. You can engage with them live in real time, just like you're texting them. You know, just like when I send you a Facebook or a Instagram message, you see it and you respond. It's just like talking for the most part. So now when those people go out into the real world and they run into somebody looking to move, they're going to think of you. And there's, there's nothing else you can do as a realtor or a mortgage person that will be that direct with the people that you want to work with so that they see you and they engage with you on a daily basis. There's nothing else. Email, text. I mean, there's, there's nothing else where you can engage on that level in front of that many people. Yeah, I, re- I love it. So the yeah, if you could send me some of those examples of questions, we'll get it put onto the toolbox. And listeners, if you have not checked out the toolbox, you go to hybendigital.com. One of the links at the top is toolbox. And that's where all these guys that I interview, they kind of share with us some of their tools. They put the stuff in there where you guys can see. So maybe we'll put together an example of five or 10 posts or questions that you guys could put when you go start your page. I think what's really cool um, it's cool to see how excited you are about this, Will. And also like really because it is providing, it's obviously providing so much value to your people. Like you're having, you're getting to have all these different conversations where people are just just excited to chat. I mean, it's the easiest way to have a conversation with 600 people. And, it, and, and now that the community is buying in too, right? We're there now providing content and now it's this big interactive thing. That That's when it's, I, I guess that's when it's truly providing value and they actually don't even essentially don't need you guys to put the value on there. Somebody's going to ask a question and someone else is going to get there. That is the neatest part about Facebook community and Facebook groups. And what you said about their statistics on kind of why the business pages aren't doing what they used to, that makes a lot of sense. We can see like, what does Facebook want? They want people to be able to stay on there. Um, you said part of you know what happened is during the election, everybody starts posting on such like people would get on and then they would jump off. They'd see an ad or they'd see an argument or they'd see something and it would push them off. And Facebook doesn't want people to come on for a few minutes. Facebook wants people to stay on for a long time. And so groups is now kind of that way that people are interacting to stay top of mind. So I love what you're doing there. I love the idea before that you built so much with referrals and you're jumping between it. But what's, um, you know, as we're kind of, as we're starting to, to wrap up the conversation, what are you doing next? What else are you doing out there for agents, you know, ways for people to get a hold of you when they have questions about this? So did you say you want me to tell you other things that we're doing first? Right. So like of other agents, like, I think you're, you're like coaching some agents now on some of this yeah, stuff or. Um, and it's, yeah, if it's all right, I'll tell you, I've got a company the byproducts of what I've been doing with my group, I started it and I've been doing this 33 years, right? So I look back over the things I've done. I'm able to go away for two months. I'm still married for 28 years. I got licensed when I was 19. I'm 52 now. I only sell houses. I don't manage a big company. I got a team of five, our own little independent brokerage in a sea of Keller Williams and Remax and EXP. We are a small independent doing 
almost $50 million worth of sales. And we're adding value, adding value, adding value and staying in touch with our clients, getting the most. All I care about is having as many people as I possibly can know, like, trust, remember me, and then having as many good reviews online as possible. If you can have a ton of good reviews, by the way, if you're in your local marketplace, go to Google local services and get verified. It doesn't cost anything and they'll background check you and you can then set up a, uh, you can set up a budget and just run ads on Google. It's the, it's the number one platform. So I would encourage agents to do that if they can afford it, because then you'll show up at the top of Google, which I'm doing uh, now. And I'm, I'm spending $1,000 a month on that. But now when someone searches our area, I show up at the top every time. And Google, I mean, I've gotten four or five pieces of business so far this year just from that. So what we did, because our group is doing so well, and it's unlike anything I've ever done. I mean, think of anything you can do to get in front of a group of people. It would usually have to be face-to-face and cost you three grand to get in front of 600 people or four grand or five grand. I can stay in touch with them daily and give them the content. So what I did, because our content's doing so well, I actually reached out to a couple of my successful realtor friends and a couple of my successful mortgage people. I created a company called Social Orchard, S-O-C-I-A-L-O-R-C-H-A-R-D.com. And we're actually packaging the content that we've used and we're selling it to um, realtors. We're training them on how to set up the group. It's free. They can do that. We give them all the instructional videos on how to do it, the, the proper settings to have. And then we charge them a small amount of money. So I'm charging... Charging them uh, it, for a team for an individual agent, it's eighty nine dollars a month. Uh, for a team agent, it's two hundred and forty nine dollars a month, and then they can create a, a team with their whole excuse me a group with their whole team. It's r- really great because then you can have a bunch of people engaging with each other, get your whole team under one group, and then I'm selling it to loan officers for three ninety nine, and I'm letting them then give that content to their realtor partners, having them create their own groups, then be endorsed in that group once a month. And I'm, I've gotten nothing but amazing feedback. I mean, every, my, my, one of my best friends is a top Keller Williams agent. He's got 36 agents on his team. He does 60 million a year in sales. He's already got 258 people in his, t- uh, in his group. And he already gave, he, he sent me a testimonial video the other day, just cause he's, he can't believe for 249 bucks a month, he's got 258 people that he's talking to every day. There's yeah. just no tool that you can do it with. So I'm happy to help anyone. They can reach out to me. My email address is, uh, will at pennyrealestate.com, P E N N E Y realestate.com. Uh, or you can find us on Instagram, uh, penny real estate. But you can send me an email. Uh, I'll respond. And if you want to look into signing up for our content, there's no contracts and it's, uh, you know, there's money back guarantee. I don't need this money. We already, you know, we did $1.6 million in commissions last year. I'm just doing this because I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I could tell how excited you are. So, so you told, so I was going to ask you how they can get a hold of you. So now my kind of fire round question is my last few questions. This has been great, Will. And you've, and the time has really flown by today as it does every time we talk. So what was the number one way you survived 2020? So something that had something that the was the way that you guys really thrived, like some people just say the market just took off, but was there something that you did that really helped you guys survive 2020? Since I go away for January and February for two years, I was doing Zoom listing appointments and Zoom buyer consultations already. So last year when we were forced to do it, that was really helpful. Even when this COVID goes away in the next few months, hopefully, 
Uh, hopefully we're going to see herd immunity in the next few months. I'm still going to do Zoom listing appointments and Zoom buyer consults. I think it's a great way to be efficient. Buyers and sellers don't mind it now. So that's one thing that we did. And we just, we just were very empathetic. I mean, I, we, I text, I spent Friday texting for three hours, my past, past clients over three years of, of transactions, just saying, hey, Aaron, um, just thinking about you. Hope you're staying warm and staying safe. Just, you know, keep in touch. Nothing about real estate. I do that for hours a month, staying in touch with my past clients, just sending those, sending them those texts out. That's that was, a, that was a big thing we talked about early on in COVID was just like the, Hey, how are you text? Like just, just, to, just to check in. How about what, one thing that you learned in 2020? It could be personal. It could be business, could be anything, something that, I mean, I learned a lot in 2020. There was, there was, uh, I learned that, that mayors and governors are more powerful than presidents. You know, there's, there's lots of, lots of fun stuff that came out. What's one thing that you learned in 2020? Well, along your lines, I learned that depending on your political belief, you might be a slot car and believe everything on that side without thinking with your own head. And my wife and I have made a point, no matter who we believe in should be the president, you got to think through it on your own and, and be thoughtful and not just go along with the program. I think that's the quickest way to disaster on either side to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I mean, we're just, it, it's, everything's so divisive. So I've just, that's one of the reasons we have our group. It's just, it's fun, real low key, no bullying, no weird stuff. You know, it, I just want to have nice, happy relationships. And I think that's what's allowed us to, to succeed over time. And I think we just have to be, so many people got hammered. We, it's easy for us as realtors to talk about how successful we are and how many homes we're selling. A lot of people got hurt last year. I mean, would you have ever thought that in a pandemic where everything got shut down, that the housing market would survive. No. I mean, I mean, I know dentists that went out of business, man. Yeah. I know an surgeon who went out of business because he couldn't do any elective surgery. You know, I went to a movie this week. They released a brand new Disney movie. I went with my wife and kids, went to the movie theater. First time back in the movie theater. Well, maybe I would say second or third time. First time back in Austin, Texas. Family's so excited. This big old giant theater our family of six were the only people in the theater on the day that a new Disney movie got released. And I was thinking, God, AMC is, I don't know when they get to come back because if you can't get more than one family in a theater on opening day of a Disney movie, like, man, that is, uh, that is tough. So how about number one way an agent can succeed in 2021? So coming up this, this year, like what's the, what's the one thing, if you're going to say, Hey, what's one thing I can focus on will to succeed this year? What would it be? I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I've, you know, I'm doing some Facebook ads through HomeSnap and also with Grant uh, Wise with Whitley. He's a great young man. He is. But um, I think the biggest thing is just, I, I, I'm afraid to even say it. Just go through your contact list on your phone and start. Tom Ferry says it. Start at the back and just start reaching out to people. You're going to find someone, that big ball of energy that we call the uh, housing market that's just spinning around like on the old Tom and Jerry cartoons where they're just spinning around like this and hairpins are flying out. That's the housing market. If you talk to enough people, you're going to run into someone that wants to jump into that ball. And it, it's really not that hard. We can either go, we can be transactional agents and go find leads, or we can just try to be efficient and have the largest network of people that we possibly can. And a lot of that can be done right on your phone just by shooting a text or making a phone call. And this time of year, especially, and don't mention real estate, just check in with someone 
you're going to find somebody and they say, oh, yeah, my sister wants to move. That's what happens to me every time I text, every time I text or call my past clients. Yeah. How about last question? Any predictions for the end of the year? What's what's anything that's going to happen? Anything that you're thinking might happen that that, uh, you're counting on? I'm afraid to make any predictions because none of us could have predicted 2020. I'm just I'm just trying to keep my eye on the ball, do what I'm good at, stay in my lane and um, don't take anything for granted. Dude, I tell, I tell you what, that your predictions turned into the way someone can survive in 2021 right there. Focus, not take an eye on the ball. Don't take anything for granted. I love what you just finished with there, Will. Will, I'm so glad that you and I have continued to keep up since the last time you were on the show. Last time you were here, we had so many people listen to your episode. So many people reach out with questions. It turned out so good. I'm sure that's going to happen again this time. The you know, Will Penny, everybody, when you go look for him, it's, it's W-I-L-L. That part's easy. Penny, P-E-N-N-E. EY. He told you he's all over you know, Instagram, all over Facebook, obviously with social media out there crushing in Ohio. Will, any final thoughts? No, you're great. I love your podcast. That's my final thought. I listen to it every week. You do. I was really, I was worried when you took over from Pat. Man, you're crushing it. You do a great job. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for that. That makes me feel really good. Pat had some huge <laughs> shoes for us to fill out here. Uh, I just listened to him on another one and they're like, well, how can we reach you, Pat? He goes, you can't. <laughs> he, goes, <Yep>. I, <laughs> he did that on purpose. Email address. <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's no, lo- no long, there's no way to find me anymore with what I'm doing. The uh, Pat is still a great buddy. The only time I get to see him is at GoBundance events, and the, he only makes it to, to some of those now. So, we'll- your, your podcast is uh, yours, and there's a couple of others, but your, your podcast is just one of the, because you get such a great variety of realtors out there, and if people listen to it every week, and they just implement a few things, especially the agents aren't, aren't afraid to share specifics. Like I'm always, my wife accuses me of overhelping. Uh, you know, I, I just want people to succeed. And it's not that hard. You just have to stay focused and not spend all your money on leads. And just remember right in front of your nose, the people you know, you can have a business. Yeah. Thanks so much, Will. Thanks for coming on. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. 
And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.